Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. No indie picks. But our top 10 favorite Playdate games of 2022. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Uh, I wanted to say real quick, I effed up last week. Four Uh-oh. Corners, Four Corners I talked about uh, by Scenic Route Software. It was provided by the dev. I just wanted to mention that. It was a, oh. a free copy. He said, thank you for always uh, posting my stuff. Here's a copy of this game anyway. Wait, Don, was that part of the boop-de-boop-boop-boop-boop news and notes? Yeah, that's a note. Okay. Okay. It's a correction. Beep, beep. You said beep, beep before. Thanks for listening. You, we got some extra beeps. And I also yeah. wanted to thank Ryan for the seasonal intro music last episode and possibly, I believe, this episode. Yeah, definitely. I don't see any reason episode. why it wouldn't be right? this episode. Yeah. Unless I in anger, Don again no i thought last time was awesome it sounded just like uh christmas and hollis (laughs) yeah it was perfect i I had some some fat beats put into this one but i had to strip it down it had to just be the 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 core that you heard at the beginning of this episode otherwise it just it didn't work so anyway yeah i've been getting my boogie loops producer hat on it's been fun so thank you for including that don oh very nice work ryan thank you for those Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of boobity boop 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 news and notes, we have boobity boop digital trends interview with Greg Malatek. Am I saying that right, Don? Sounds right to me. I haven't heard it phonetically. Okay. So Not Greg, just to remove all fog and haze of confusion, is the director of special projects at Panic. And he was interviewed by Digital Trends recently in an interview from December 17th, 2022. And in that interview, he talks about various um, stages of the play date and how it's come along over the past year, but looking forward to 2023 and making some projections. There were some interesting parts of this interview. I think probably the most interesting is that he's projecting the catalog system is going to be an early 2023 release and he's also projecting mid to late 2023 as the time in which all play dates are fulfilled meaning there will be a time in 2023 where you order it and then you get it you are no longer put into a group or a wait list uh so that's what they're projecting for the upcoming year they also talked about things like the uh the stereo dock and uh i feel like there was something other something else boring in there too but um you can read it because we're going to link to it in the show notes for today's episode yeah very cool i didn't realize the catalog was coming that soon yeah yeah yeah, i I, I really loved how he was talking about it because I felt like he was talking to me. I don't know if you guys remember way back in the ancient times of the early episodes of this podcast, but I was frightened and ignorant about side loading. And then you held my hand and walked me through it. And I realized how easy it really was. And I've been doing it ever since with, you know, obviously to get these indie games of the week, but um, I was frightened and I would wager I'm probably not the only one who felt that way. Uh, I love having just a stupidly easy interface. And while I am no longer frightened of itch.io, I think it would be really amazing just to have instant access on the device itself. So I'm looking forward to it. And, but I have so many questions about it, like how they are 
curating this list of games, who gets in, who gets out, how are they getting paid, how much are these games going to be? I guess all that will be revealed in, well, this year that we're in right now. But um, I'm very curious about it all. Def- definitely interested. Um, I was especially playing older games this week. It was like, did I ref- did I update that game? Has there been an update in the past three months since I played this game that came out nine months ago? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And then you have to make a point of like looking at the itch page and moving the file around. Not that it's hard to do, but it's an extra step if you did not update the game. And it's That's another nice great to have point. that all built in in one spot. Because Star Sled got an update from Greg Maletic and... Since that was a season game, it just automatically got updated on our playdates. We didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. sweet. That'd be magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should we should thank uh, whenever I see people on Twitter, I don't know, kind of complaining about oh, I only have two games or side loading, blah blah blah. Uh, George Banks from Fat Nose Games always steps in and, and it's like, hey, sh- this is an easy process. He'll he'll copy a link to a niche page and how easy side loading in. He's like a an evangelizer for how easy sideloading is. He's just going around spreading the good word on Twitter. So that's cool. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, similarly, speaking of good people in the hobby or the hobby, the industry, Zanya lasagna, when they had this, uh, play holiday bundle the last couple of weeks, which has ended, but she made the coolest like holiday bundle zine. And the zine has, a lot of good information. It is based around the 12 games that were in the community holiday bundle, but you can read it at any time. And the information is, is not dated. The information about these games is great. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I, I encourage everybody with a play date to check out this magazine. It's about 15 pages and there's big pictures and bullet note bullet points about each of these games. Um, kind of like a mini review sort of thing. Just talking about the replay value, if these are one-time things or if they're games you go through over and over. Um, she just did such an amazing job on this. So mm-hmm. everybody needs to check this out. Totally. And Hey, Zanya, I'm going to pull back the curtain here for a minute. Right before we pressed the record button, we were all looking through this and being amazed by it and you, like talking about how incredibly ambitious you are. And this is also speaking from somebody who makes books like this is what I do. And I am just (laughs) over the moon about what you're doing here, including all these thumbnails showing what the games are all about, presenting it in such a cool and professional way. Great job. And she put links to all the, uh, all the developers like right there in the zine. You can just click it and get in touch with everybody. Very cool. So cool. So check that out in the show notes. Uh, speaking of the show notes, we've got a couple indie inventory links here before we get into our top 10 of 2022. I know everybody's here waiting to hear our top tens, but to hear uh, our, uh, bumper boop for indie inventory, boop, 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 boop. Let's hear what you got done. We got a small list this week. Uh, first up is Woodland by, I think it's that that's Mike. It's a, it's a little adventure game, kind of similar to a Zelda type game. I played just a couple minutes of this. I have not played enough of it, but uh, it is name your own price with a suggested price of two pounds. Uh, next up by Tim Bow is Factory Farming, which is a farm simulating game. It looks bonkers, like super involved. Uh, I need I need Nick to uh, quit his job and get into this and, and review it for me because <laughs> it looks way over my head, but uh but very cool. It kind of has an almost factorial look to it. 
but uh, that's five dollars. Mm-hmm. Looks really neat. Um, I, I guess this is from Yo Studios or Yo Studios. Is a game called Ornamental. It's name your own price. Uh, it was two dollars. Now it's one dollars. Maybe because it's after the holidays. I've been playing this a lot. It's uh, basically you put Christmas ornaments on a tree, and like the the shine or the sparkle from the ornaments you can align with the crank and then it combos into different ornaments and <laughs> it has a daily run. So each day you can try three different times to create the biggest combo. And I've been having a lot of fun with that game. Highly recommend picking up ornamental. Um, it's a real simple premise, not a lot of bells and whistles, but uh, really cool. Neat. Um, Looks like you and the dev are having a little co- conversation in the comments <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. I've been trying to figure it out a little bit more. So um, that's cool. Ryan, did you check out the spider SG 21 for Playdate thing? Did I, it doesn't sound, Oh no, I did not. Uh-huh. Okay. It's an LCD handheld game that was ported over to the Playdate. That's sort of Ryan's, uh, ex- area of expertise. So I downloaded it. I have not, not given it a shot yet. <laughs> Cue the Nick quote <laughs> yes uh, but it is free there is no way to pay them it's just bam the button is free uh this one by uh tizian or tizian is just the playdate music box name your own price with the suggested value of two dollars this one i retweeted it like a week ago when it came out and every day i get many 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 likes on the retweet so whoever the dev is very popular it's one of those little like crank music boxes you had as a kid. I mean, I had one um, and it plays mm-hmm. like the entertainer and twinkle, twinkle, little star and whatnot. Um, I have not tried this yet, but uh, it just looks really polished and cute and nice. And I don't know. I got to give it a shot. Uh, name your own price or $2. If I didn't say that uh, next up from radio. Pers- and oh, yes. Nick. Every, everyone please go and like Don's retweet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and from Radio Protector is a game called Polytonic. It's sort of a fidget toy, they say. It's not so much a toy, but our game. Nick, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Electroplankton, and this kind yeah. of reminded me of that. It was a, a somewhat rare DS game, but I mess around with this. You like create different sounds on these rings, and as the rings are spinning, you're creating different tones, and you can move it around with the crank, and it's just like creating ambient How- noise. How many tadpoles do you sacrifice in order to um, make uh, music? I mean, I sacrificed them before I started playing, but <laughs> okay, I'm not sure what, during the game what, what was going on. Um, that one is also just free, straight up free. And then this one, uh, Shooting Gallery. Not a super creative title, but man, it's a very polished game. From Limitless, it's, uh, yeah, it's exactly what you think it would be. A very nice polished shooting gallery with the ducks and the targets bouncing around and the little mechanical water bobbing up and down um you don't use the crank if i remember right i only played it once this week it just came out um but it's five bucks it's currently on sale for 350 and yeah you have a certain number of bullets if you hit a bomb the bomb is slotted into one of your i guess chances and it becomes a bonus multiplier so there's a bit of a strategy there when you're going to reload and whatnot I don't know. There's a bit to it, but I just haven't spent enough time with it. Um, anyway, really cool, really polished little game. So check out Shooting Gallery. Sounds good. Neat. Man, Don, I don't know how you find the time to not only compile this list, but also play most of them. This is really <laughs> yeah. cool. So thank you for doing that. I, I wish I could have played more. I was just trying to like 
if we didn't do the podcast, I don't think I would jam through them as quick as I could, but, um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Like having an excuse to try these things. Awesome. Well, great job. And I think that means we have come to our boop, 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 top 10 lists of 2020. Too bitty, boop, boop, Don, I think Ryan's broken. We need to, uh, let me make a note. We need to edit a lot of that. Ryan, very excited. If you're, are you, are you excited about revealing your number 10 favorite play date game of 2022 first? Do you want to kick things I, off? I super am. Can I start with my honorable mention? Should we do honorable mentions at the end? So that, that way we yes. know they're not in the running. Like okay. If you say them now, then we know they're not going to show up. Hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Number 10 for me was an indie pick, not a season one pick. It was Tapeworm Disco Puzzle. I think we all tried this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool game. Yeah. Yeah, it was so polished. So, like, not even just on the game level, but even on, like, the itch page level and, you know, graphics for box art and instructions and well thought out, well developed. Um, I I had a really fun time with this. What did you guys think about it? Did it make your top 10 list? You'll find out it has merch too. (laughs) It has really cool merch. And I think this one won the, uh, won the big award for best soundtrack of the year. I believe it. Nice. Nick, did you try this one? I forget. I did. Yeah. In fact, Don, it's my number 10 as well. Hey, I didn't even know that. Synergy. Da, da, da. Sharing yeah. one mind. I like that. Well, my number 10 strays from the pack a little, I guess. Okay. Nick's going to be surprised. My number 10 is Demon Quest 85. Oh, I am surprised. Wow. That made like, it up there. Park. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't on the list. And then I just kept kicking it over in my head. And that's one that I thought about a lot after I played it. When I think of great games just that one always pops to my head right away for this season so i said oh well if if it holds that spot in my mind it's got to hold that spot in my list so demon quest 85 nice a demonic influence Mm -hmm. so so don this this rose in the ranks for you is that simply because the demons uh nestled into your brain or were you playing this uh some more or what made you bump this one up in the ranks I mean, it's number seven on my season one rankings. So oh, is that right? I thought it was further high. down. I guess that was me. Never mind. <laughs> it's number 24 <laughs> on Ryan's. So, yeah. On to number nine. <laughs> yeah, it was already pretty high. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, yeah. You want to do your number nine? <laughs> well, sure. Let me get myself out of this mess. Um, where is the screen I'm looking for? Uh, oh, this one I'm very excited about. Uh, even more so than number 10, because it's number nine. Don <laughs> is the one who suggested this game in an indie pick of the week. And like most weeks, I sit here and I think to myself, self, boy, that sounds like fun. And I downloaded it and I played it. And I was so thankful <laughs> I did. It is Shift. Wow. Yes. Don, do you remember recommending this game? Uh, every episode for the past six months, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was uh, such a fun little puzzler that involved the crank in a really great way. Uh, basically, these different colored, well, colored is 
black and white and gray balls are moving about the screen and you have to open and close these trap doors to open them up. Uh, no, no, wait, that's trap that was, doors. That's <laughs> trap doors. Sorry. Uh, my number nine is trap doors. Okay. <laughs> that's a good game too. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, not shift. Uh, I think you got in my brain from saying that every week for the past <laughs> six Possibly. months. Yeah. Okay. Trap doors. My apologies. Goodness gracious me. Um, so that is the game I am very excited about that you recommended many moons ago. And I don't believe you've mentioned that for the past six months since you've recommended it. Um, it is in my honorable mentions that fantastic use of the crank, uh, yeah. just a really fun play date jam trapdoors by Northide. Speaking of jam, get me out of this, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number nine is a uh, Zany lasagna original. It's called reach the ocean. Yes. Um, Applause. I, played a ton of this game and uh it has evolved and changed into something much larger than it was upon first release but um i just really something about the score attack nature of this game really got to me and and the pattern memorization and all that kind of thing um just really enjoyed spending time with this and the more content that was added to the game the more i wanted to go back and explore and spend more time with it um, so fantastic job. Uh, the, the number, um, does not equate to time played because it's probably my number one as far as time played, uh, <laughs> over the past year. But, uh, anyway, uh, great game, uh, did reach the ocean. Make your number nine, Don. Uh, it is not my number nine, but it is a fantastic game. I will say I had almost 40 games that were on my off the top of my head list before mm-hmm. I started sorting wow. through. Yeah. 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 Just so many good games. Uh, my number nine, though, is a game that Nick recommended. I had not played until Nick brought it up on the what? show. And it is Bub O Collect by Gabe mm, Swar. Nice. Yeah. A cute little uh, head with a giant eye, a little cubert looking dude. You uh, <laughs> blow a bubble around little mazes and whatnot and try to woo your uh, fiance. Um, but it just got a gigantic update a couple weeks ago with a bunch of new mechanics and new levels. And I played a little bit this week. And yeah, the game is really gets turned on on its side of its head. So if you've already played through it, play through it again, Nick mm-hmm. and everyone else. Bub O Collect. It's on the list. Yes. Man, that's one of those ones that I was inspired to hear Nick's uh, review of it. And I have yet to download it. I need to do that. Man, so cool. That uh, made your top 10. Mm-hmm. I had tapeworm disco there and I kind of figured one of you guys would have it. So I, I made this swap. I figured out oh, they're kind of on the same level for me. So nice. Yes. Um, Ryan, your number eight. Number eight is wah, 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 wah. flipper lifter. Really? <laughs> yes, indeed. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm finding that my preferences are shifting quick hit arcades and this is definitely one of them um i just don't have the time or patience or bandwidth that i used to in my life when i was much younger for you know sprawling rpgs and and the like uh even though i love those games i i have a hard time getting into them so there's not many on this list all that to say flipper lifter was one of them that just hit that sweet spot for me where it's like this wacky theme of shoving penguins in an elevator 
<laughs> taking them to different levels. Um, a really fun risk reward of like waiting for additional penguins to enter versus moving along and getting them to where they need to go against that time limit. Um, yeah, this was a ton of fun for me. Great use of the crank, fun, different levels. I could even see flipper lifter getting an update at some point and, you know, new additional crazy levels. I think there were what five total. Um, I think but, so. Yeah. You know, I, I can envision ways to push level design in this. I think there's a lot of potential here, but even as it stands, I think it's uh, a fantastic game. What do you so, guys think? So that was your number eight. You know, that was your number eight on our initial list of the uh, season one rankings and Nick's number eight. Hey, maybe we've got something uh, coming up here. Nick, is there anything you want to mention about number eight? Yeah, number eight uh, is Along Came a Spider. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is a game by Fat Notes Games, George Banks. Um, Excellent game. I really like this kind of adventure game where you're kind of exploring a world and there's multiple solutions uh, or multiple... Uh, outcomes that can be achieved, uh, multiple endings. I guess that's the way to say it. Anyway, um, really fun game, funny game, uh, quick hit. Uh, I played it in line to pick up my kid uh, one day. And, um, you know, it's the play date is cool for a number of reasons, but uh, just the breadth of experiences is um, one of the things that I, I like about it the most. And uh, Along Came a Spider is one of those experiences, and it's very fun. Uh, so that's my number eight. Don, how about you? Great game. Uh, my number eight is A Coic Memory by Samantha Zero. Mm. This was a polarizing title at first, but man, mm. it is a long game, and it really brought out the sound design of the playdate to me and what this mm-hmm. playdate was capable of. And I'm a sucker for any music related games. And that's another one that just stuck in my mind all year long. So a coic memory at number eight. Couldn't escape. I agree with you, Don. That is a really memorable game. And I, I think (laughs) I, I think I sort of poo pooed it initially, but I really enjoyed, uh, understanding it better as the weeks went on and I tried it some more and also listening to the official Playdate podcast where they interviewed the devs and just Mm. the intense amount of development and research that went into making that game was really inspiring. Um, So anyway, I, I agree with you. This, this game is super memorable. It's one I think of in the pantheon of season one games. So great pick. Remember it came out early enough that you and I, Ryan, we weren't really used to using the crank. So like, I don't think you use it in the Uh, gameplay correctly. And then I didn't use it to turn the sound up or something. So we were both missing elements of the game because we just weren't used to the play date yet. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So hopefully this podcast will help people not be as as boneheaded (laughs) as I was. (laughs) Well, we just, it's capable of more than we were, we were ready for. Yeah. We all learned together. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, who's up for number seven? Was it Nick? Is it Ryan? It's Ryan. Ryan, let's okay. hear your number seven. <clears throat> let's see here. My number seven was B360, the rockin' circular 
uh, what is asteroid <laughs> maze puzzle Breakout game? What, how do you describe this? B three sixty breakout oh. tempest like yeah yeah yes that's that's those are the words I was looking for. Thank you. Um, that again another quick hit arcade game that uh, allowed me to pop in for a few levels. You know, shut it off after five minutes and come back when I was ready for it but provided a really great challenge. And, uh, you know, I I feel like this was one of the games I progressed really far in and was able to have some Nick F conversations about, you know, like Nick F is sort of my uh, arcade brethren when it comes to like, uh, you know, score chasers and things of the like. yeah, I, I just I found it really addicting when that came out that week. That was a heavy, heavy, heavy player for me. So good job, B360. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a good job, <laughs> what about the job that that casual birder did? Hey, that's my number seven. Mm, what a yeah. segue. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed that. Was uh, wasn't that a week one? Yeah, it was. Game? Yeah, sure was. Yeah. Uh, using the crank to focus the camera mm-hmm. and all the little tricks and intricacies of that little adventure game, I thought was really fun and really funny. Um, you might notice some similarities with how I'm describing number seven as I describe number eight, but uh, that's because I I like uh, a lot of games which share a lot of similarities. So you might hear some more of that kind of thing uh, throughout my list. But yeah, Casual Birder, my number seven. Don, what's yours? My number seven, uh, similar to Ryan's, it's an, a circle a circle shaped game called Omaze. Oh, fantastic! By Gregory Kogos or Kogos. But yeah, it's it's makes it more fun, I think, with the analog crank control. But I, you could probably play this on most systems, but it's just gonna really sing on the play date because you're navigating circle shaped mazes with this little crank. So you can swing all the way around the circles as you enter room to room to room to room, I guess mini rooms um, with the crank and just really creative little puzzles. Sometimes it was frustrating because you had to be so precise and fast and my Mm -hmm. uh, brain is not quite as fast as it used to be, but just uh, so creative and fun. So that is Omaze at number seven. Well, that's a good segue because Omaze is number six for me. Uh, I super loved this game too just such a beautiful minimalist design uh and so many different things that were able to be done with it uh but it's one of those games that teaches you the mechanics slowly and you you know slowly ramp up in terms of difficulty but um you know i i remember listening to another episode of the official Playdate podcast with Krista Mergen, where she interviewed the dev for this game. And he was talking about how this was an idea that he had a really long time ago. And uh, I think if I'm remembering correctly, he designed it for another system, but it just didn't come to fruition until the Playdate came around. And it was just like the perfect system to put it on, just like you were saying, Don. So, um, Anyway, yeah, I echo Don's sentiments about this, but even harder because it's at my number six. <laughs> he made like a physical LED toy that was basically just one room. And oh, yeah, cool. so you can find videos of it, but basically he couldn't make it into multiple rooms until it, it, the play date. 
but you got to check out video. I guess I'll have to add it to the show notes. Find video of that toy. It's really cool. Kind of like the kind of like a DMD, but just a square DMD. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yes. Cool. How about your number six, Nick? Uh, speaking of neat, yeah, uh, Crankin's Time Travel Adventure is my number six. Um, unlike uh, Omaze, I guess, where it slowly doles out the uh, difficulty, Crankin <laughs> throws it at you <laughs> almost all yeah. at the same time. But the uh, the whimsy and and wit, I suppose, of Keita Takahashi comes through in this game, and I found it uh, very fun in spite of the intense difficulty and uh there are probably many people who uh don't feel it's as intensely difficult as i do but um but i sure did so i still haven't finished it but it's uh it's high up my to-do list so uh hopefully i'll get back to that at, at some point soon very good um my number six i should have made this my number seven because it's art seven <laughs> uh, art seven nice. by Ledbetter. i thought this was going to be just a little cute art gallery you look at in your pocket and oh this is cool you put this different art in there and it is but the the extras are what uh really drew me in and made this uh, i guess won me over um there's like a little adventure in there and there's all kinds of little secrets and whatnot there's reasons to search every nook and cranny and uh there's a lot more to art seven than just a gallery and that that really stuck with me, won me over. It made me excited about what people were doing with their games in uh, in the play date. It wasn't just the cookie cutter stuff we were getting the first couple of weeks of just here's a clone of this classic, here's a clone mm-hmm. of this classic. Um, this was mm-hmm. far beyond that. So my number six is Art Seven. Check it out. Yeah, agreed. This is one I sort of overlooked when it first came out. I thought it was just going to be a gallery in your pocket, as Don said, and boy, uh, agreed so much more. So if you haven't tried Art 7, check it out. All right, I think those are our number sixes. How about we move on to the halfway point, number five. Top five. That? Five. That Here that deserves go. a boop, right? Boopity boop. At least five boops. Uh, I'll save Don. I'll, I'll oh, cease the boops. Thank you. Number five for me was uh, from one of our former guests. Another Nick pick pack pop. Hmm. Yeah. This one ranked high on my list. Um, Another incredible puzzler game. Um, Just kept switching things up as you move throughout the the levels. It did not get stale for me. Uh, In addition to that, there were storytelling elements and even brief comics. Uh, I like comics. Um, So all of that really rung my bells and uh, put this firmly in the top five for me. Speaking of top fives, Nick, do you have a top five? (laughs) I do. My number five is Art Seven. Um, so, uh, what can I say that Don did not say? Well, I will say that it is fun and engaging and an adventure <laughs> along the lines. Of did we record this casual Don? birder? Just replay and this. Along came a spider. Time. Yeah, it's uh, it is my type of game, as well, <laughs> but I also enjoyed 
the ability to view different pieces of artwork. I thought that was really neat. And uh, the little jukebox mode um, is really cool. Uh, exploring that world, though, is really where it got me, the adventure game elements. So um, spend more time than you would ever imagine you would spend <laughs> yeah. in a digital art gallery playing Art 7, and you will be rewarded tenfold. So Art 7, my number five. Don? Uh, my number five is a game called Island by Ron Lent. It's EYE Land by Ron Lent. Uh, this was an early-ish playdate game, yeah. and I didn't really know what to think other than the title card was cute, and so I tried it out, and I think I played through it in one sitting, and it just kind of it was kind of emotional in a way like it's not an emotional game, but I just felt like I had spent time with like a little friend and was invested in this little character and what they were doing in their day. And it's not really, like I said, it's not an emotional game, but it was just like a heartwarming kind of little, it's not really a heartwarming story either. I don't know. It was just a, a unique playthrough and I didn't expect to have an emotional response from a play date game mm-hmm. and this and life's too short by Ollie co. I kind of played around the same month the same couple weeks and had a similar response to both but island just not really knowing what i was going to encounter next uh really won me over and it was the first game that i was really like people need to pay attention to the play date there's stuff happening here there's unique stuff happening here that's not happening anywhere else so um yeah island ron lent what a um what about your number oh wait your number four, so that's done with my number five. Did you guys end up playing Island? I don't remember. Downloaded, but haven't oh, played yet. Nick. <laughs> it's kind of a Nick game, too. Sorry. I know. Have a Ryan game, too. Ryan, did you play it? Um, Nick bested me. I haven't even downloaded it yet, oh, but I guys. do remember you speaking very highly of this before and thinking that I need to go check this out. So thank you for the reminder. I need to go do this. Um, yes. It sounds amazing. Um, it's short yeah, too. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're all just going through menopause right now because I was just upstairs watching <laughs> Wizard of Oz and she's like, and I love you, Scarecrow, and I love you, Tin Man. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and so I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's this stage of our life right now. Who knows? Uh, but this next one did not give me menopause, and that's number four, which is casual birder so um don can you cue that recorded description from nick so that we can just talk about casual birder the way nick is it fun said it? is it your kind of game Don? <laughs> it's my kind of game it's fun who's, it's an adventure who's talking i'm sorry i, I love you nick <laughs> so yeah casual birder what can we say that hasn't been said already it's such a fun and quirky game um the soundtrack is bonkers the mm-hmm. uh sound design of all the birds is amazing the graphics are super fun the story is so uh, cute and heartwarming and funny <laughs> and uh, like how many times can we say how funny this game is it was just such a strong week one release um yeah, and it's it's funny to think back, like we're hearkening back to the beginning of the play date with some of these. And uh, you know, they they let loose with some bangers uh straight out of the gate. So uh I, I'm happy that we can highlight them again here. 
So casual burger, my number four, Nicholas Cornelius Baldridge. What's your number four? My number four is Cornelius. <laughs> no, my number four is Ratcheteer. Mm. So uh, the let me let me cast you back to mm-hmm. approximately 1990 I'm, or 91, maybe. Um, the very first Game Boy that I purchased came packed with Link's Awakening. What? Um, yeah. Huh. And it was uh, mind-blowing. Loved it. Uh, so anyway, um, I love this style of game. It's a fun adventure. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> It uses uh, a lot of different aspects of the Playdate very well. It has a just wild story that uh, takes all kinds of twists and turns, especially towards the end. Uh, well worth seeing through um, and reminds me of a variety of other games um, that also have wild stories. <laughs> um, Ratchet here. Are they also your types good. of games? They are my type of game, Ryan. How do you know? Um, so <laughs> they're fun adventures, um, and they're funny. <laughs> Wretched here, also funny. Um, okay, that's number four for me, Don. My number four is a balanced brew by Frank's Be Sad Games. Mm. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the idea is you're on a unicycle carrying coffee, and you use the crank to lean yourself forward or back, and get to the end of the level. Uh, that's it. There's a lot of different modes. It is super polished. The crank, the use of the crank is phenomenal. This is, it's one of those games that just does everything it needs to do perfectly. Man, I can't wait until you publish these lists, Don. Listener, Don has been very cagey about lists. You know how he hates spoilers. I (laughs) I do not know what Don's list is all about, nor do I know about Nick's. because I feel like this is a bullet pointed reminder list for me of which games I need to download. I remember when this game came out initially and I thought, oh, that looks like some really interesting physics and use mm-hmm. of the crank. Uh, man, and for it to make your top three, are we in top three or four. top four? This is, this top is my something. top four, yeah. Top four, okay. I didn't mean to spoil it, the top three. That's okay. Um, so... <laughs> But yeah, this is, uh, it looked great when it came out. And thank you for the reminder again. I know you love chasing those high scores and this shows you exactly like where your body was. When you finish a level, it shows your body on a graph, like when, where your body was placed on a graph at the end of the level. And really you could chase high scores all day with this thing Hmm. on how fast you beat each level based on just how perfectly your body weight is distributed along this path. Wow. Interesting. So I think this huh. is a good Ryan game and you've, you've activated Ryan. Yes. Ryan. <laughs> boop, boop. Um, and I'll pull back the curtain just a tiny bit. When we were voting on the Playdate awards, this is the game that I gave the vote for, for game of the year. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. From our, wow. I'm sure the process. dev will be happy to hear that. Yes. Okay. Top three games of the year, Ryan. Boopity boop, three boops, boop, boop, boop. Top three game is for me, Crankin's Time Travel Adventure. Mm. This one made it real high for me because it was just such a unique gameplay experience. It was like a platformer puzzle game, but only using a crank. What? Like, how does that even happen? And on top of all that, it's... (laughs) 
it's just such a funny premise of trying to make it to a date on time and your significant other being upset, regardless of whether or not you make it through flying pigs or walking poos or whatever in order to make it to them. Uh, yeah, I just thought this was so cute and funny and it was my type of game. <laughs> nice. Nick, how um, about your third type of game? I was going to ask, would you like to hear about my type of game? Um, because my number three is Pick Pack Pup. Ooh, mm. shot up there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Pick Pack Pup is excellent. Uh, a varied, fun, funny uh, <laughs> match three puzzler. Um, I think I've described every single game so far in the same way um, on my list. But it is uh, really fun and exciting. I know, uh, Ryan, you've already talked about it, but um, just the marriage of all the different elements uh, that came together from graphic design to gameplay um, really make this a must play in my opinion. Number three, pick pack pup, uh, Don. My number three, Wait, my, oh, before oh. we move on to Don's number three, can I interject real quick? I really want to, I'm not hearing anything, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. Um, you are energy. I know people talk, <laughs> I know people talk about how pick pack pup does not use the crank, but I, it does. You can pet the pup with the in crank the, in the comics and, and, and in the comics. And there's like some secret stuff with the crank too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, wholeheartedly agree, Nick. Great pick for number three. Sorry to interrupt. Don, and, take well, it away. While, while we're on that topic though, a great, a great yeah. Wii game doesn't need to use waggle. doesn't need you to point at the screen. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we learned that back in 2006 and yes, um, it's important to remember that in twenty twenty. Do do any Switch games use the IR sensor in the bottom of the Joy Joy Con? Only the uh, um, Labo. Okay. See, like games don't have to use all of them to be great. So there are Correct. great. There are great. Um, Except Nintendo is watching us all the time through the <laughs> yeah. There are great games that don't have to use every little piece of the um, design. Or have hard, hardly any games you. hardly any games use the motion sensor in there but a game yeah. a game that you can that does use the motion sensor and you don't have to use the crank if you don't want to but you can use the crank and i will yeah. this is going to come as a surprise to you guys because it's my number three and it's mm-hmm. shift demon quest no it's shift oh <laughs> maybe your surprise nice. is not higher but my number not- three is shift by scenic route software this is a, f- a fantastic game. One of my very favorites. The reason it's number three, this was my number one with a bullet all week. I went back and played more this week and I was like, as good as this is, I think there's other games that have outpaced it this year. Hmm. Um, I still think our top 10 are absolute five out of five games and it shift is a five hmm. out of five game. Fantastic puzzle game must buy puzzle game. So I am not discrediting. It's a top three for me. So I absolutely think everyone should play it. Um, Ryan already already spoke to why it's so great. It's uh, just a really good, simple puzzle design with uh, a lot of replay value. Whenever I pick up my my play date to play whatever we were supposed to be playing that week, talk about on the show, <laughs> I would end up just playing more shift and then be like, oh, crap, I got to play whatever <laughs> this week's games are. Jam it into an <laughs> afternoon. But uh, that was the first game that I kind of got addicted to on the play date. And that, that had a lot of value for me. So shift and number three, 
That's cool. Yeah, I I did already speak about it when I mistook it for the game I actually wanted to say, which was (laughs) Trapdoors. But nevertheless, time to move to our two boop games. Number two for me is... Where did my list go? Oh, this is going to be a surprise for folks, I think. My number two is Whitewater Wipeout. Not number one. Not... I know what, I know what your number one is. is. Oh, uh, yeah. I already ruined it last week, didn't I? <laughs> anyway, um, Whitewater Wipeout, another wildly strong showing on week one uh, when they released, you know, a super, super crank heavy game, uh, very actiony, very score chasery, paired with um, Casual Birder, which is, you know, very RPG, uh, very different, very fun, very Nick type of game. Uh, <laughs> Whitewater Wipeout threw me for a darn loop when it first came out. I remember first trying to play it and just biffing it over and over. And I kept thinking to myself, self, there's got to be more to this game. There's got to be a way to learn this. And you know, eventually I started to understand like the orientation of the crank and how that corresponded with the nose of your board. And then it, I, it really started to click for me and I started being able to sort of get into that, that flow state and moving up and down the waves and launching and landing turns. And it was just so like, Don, you talk about having an addictive, uh, experience with shift. That was whitewater wipeout for me. Uh, those first several weeks that is the game i kept coming back to uh and again i had i had the dawn experience when we were supposed to be playing game c d e or f that was coming out that week i'm like oh gosh but i just want my quick hit of (laughs) white water wipeout um so anyway that's my number two way high up there what an experience what a perfect use of the crank great job to high labs very good Nice. Speaking of not surfing games, Nick, what did you choose for your number two? Yeah, my number two is a little game called Whitewater. Whitewater. Uh, it's um, <laughs> that would be surprising. You tease <laughs> all this time. I've been fooling you, waiting for this moment we, to strike. We could have been sharing um, boops over this game for the past several months, Nick. Never will I share a boop with you. Oh. No. Um, all right. So my number two. Uh, is Bloom. Mm -hmm. Bloom is, uh, I think, a really well-written and fun... (laughs) I say fun on every game, but but really, I mean it. It, It's a a fun game. Uh, Visual novel-esque. However, there are different elements like uh, sim or management sim uh, where you're trying to manage your flower growth. There's arcade shooter in... uh, Starship Hachiko, I think, um, which is like an Asteroids clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a ton of variation. There's a little gotcha mechanic in there. Um, all kinds of fun stuff to while away your time between uh, the interactions between your character and the various other elements of her life. And I think it is really interesting the way that the dialogue is written the entire game plays out through texts uh and the interactions between the main character and friends parents um other people in their life are very 
believable and interesting. So it's um, it's a really unique game with a very unique voice on the playdate, and I totally appreciate it. Um, and I spent uh, every <laughs> moment that I could in the early days of the playdate just firing it up and seeing if my flowers had grown and I could sell them off and seeing if there was any new dialogue. Every time there was, I got a little rush of endorphins. Very exciting. Um, couldn't wait to see what happened to the character next. And uh, with, uh, with the tear, uh, the game did eventually end. But um, I'm hopeful that eventually there will be another experience like this on the playdate because I feel like um, this kind of writing and interaction is unusual in games in general. And uh, on the playdate, it's a very unique experience. So uh, if you haven't given it a shot, definitely check it out. That's Bloom. Can you uh, riddle me this, Nick, for uh, Mm -hmm. an ignorant gamer who has largely been out of the mix since pre-2000 era? um, Mm -hmm. What in the world is a gotcha mechanic? Uh, Like uh, gotcha pawn. That's where you put a... uh, a coin into a machine. It's like a gumball machine mechanic where you turn a crank and then a capsule falls out. So it's a, it's a, like a capsule machine, you know, in like a Kmart or whatever. Yeah. And so you're trying yeah. to collect things out of this machine. Is that yep. the thing you were turning your bloom on every day to collect for 30 days or something like that? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So each, each day that you played, you could, you could crank out a new gotcha thing. So um, does it, amount to something like do all 30 of these no. things then you know, Voltron together to make something unexpected or do you are you is it just, just like a collector just mechanic? a fun little extra thing huh. to enjoy interesting uh well while you're waiting for other things to happen in the game huh. so if you think of every interaction in the game as part of like a person's interactions with the cell phone it's like a little throwaway cell phone game where all you're doing is you're clicking and, oh, it's a cute little whatever. It's a dancing toaster, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it doesn't actually have any bearing on your overall life. It's just a fun little surprise that you can enjoy for a few moments. Cool. Yeah. Don, did you have much experience with Bloom? Yeah, I, I got about half of the gotcha pawn toys and played, I don't know, a, a decent amount of it, I guess. Uh, I guess about half of it. Um, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't totally hook me and the, the farming sort of aspect or the selling aspect shop keep aspect wasn't really super deep, but it was definitely a level of polish and game design and depth that I was kind of trying to think of anything that really matched that yet. We haven't really had anything quite at that level yet. Most experiences have been more adventure type or arcadey that have been super mm-hmm. polished. We haven't had sort of a soft narrative like that, um, a really fleshed out narrative game like that. So it does kind of stand alone in that aspect. Um, it's very good for what it is. It's just not necessarily a, a Dawn type game. I think I shied away from it because it looked really deep to me. It looked like a huge time sink. And I, I felt like I was going to download this thing and then feel bad that I couldn't complete it. <laughs> <laughs> it. 
it's bite sized. It's like fifteen minutes a day for yeah. huh. as many days as you want to play. I guess as long as uh, I guess as it would take want. like a month, yeah. maybe, to play through it. Nick, yeah, uh, I played through it in less than a week because I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> insane. But uh, if you're not insane, uh, yeah, about a month is the recommended play hmm. time. I played like ten minutes at a time for a couple weeks. Yeah, maybe I'll have to revisit. It doesn't this. take long to 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 check your flowers and. Like check your text so it's just yeah it's a, like a couple minutes a day hmm. kind of deal interesting well very cool good pick nick don yeah thank you what's your two boot pick my number two uh we talked about a lot already my number two is pickback pup yeah it takes i i do like match three games and there's so many out there uh take something really special do something different but pickback pup does it uh, everything you guys said, I agree with. It's very charming. It creates a charming environment in a in a flooded space, which is very difficult to do. Uh, this is a game, by the way. Would you say hmm? it's fun? It is fun. It's an adventure. Um, by the way, it's by mm-hmm. Nick Manier, Arthur uh, Hamer, and music by Logan Gabriel. And um, I also appreciated the anti-capitalist um, storyline. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it was fun, like getting the, your different... Uh, narratives each day were sort of tongue-in-cheek fun and digs at certain things that were i thought were pretty funny so um Mm -hmm. it was compelling to see what was gonna pop up next because they were always cute and there's some really really cool easter eggs in the game so it's it was a very much like a must play easy pick for the for the season i think that might have been was that my number one for the season yes that was my number one we all had it i think in our top fives yeah, we all did um, when we ranked those season games. So that's my number two, Pick Pack Pup. Our number ones, Ryan, number you want to kick ones. it off? All right. Your favorite on, game of the year. On to our single boop games. And for me, I spoiled it last week, so it should come as no surprise to regular <laughs> listeners that my number one is Boop Hyper Meteor. Hyper Meteor hooked me like Whitewater Wipeout did and felt even more like even more of a deep experience um whitewater wipeout was really fun to chase that score but essentially you continue trying to do the same thing on the same wave whereas hypermeteor there are different sized meteors there's different paced meteors there's different types of objects that you're trying to uh, interact with and destroy and up your score. And on top of all that, there's this really important uh, comboing system that you really have to leverage in order to get those higher scores. And there was, I felt like Hypermeteor was a more cerebral score chaser. Uh, It wasn't just a button masher. It was like strategizing where you have to be in two seconds or four seconds and sort of expanding your view to see the entire screen at once and sort of plan, plan ahead in multiple steps to ensure that you're going to have an object or two or three to run into to preserve that, that, that really important combo that I talked about. Um, I love its use of the crank in order to steer your ship. Uh, There's this wonderful, like, you know, Tokyo drifting system that you can get as you're cruising through space and sort of whip your tail back around and, you know, just nip one of those things in the bud and destroy them and get to your points. 
what an incredible experience. And on top of it, I felt like the graphics were so perfectly suited to the play date. Uh, every object is black and white. The Playdate has this binary imaging system. Uh, so that worked perfectly for this. The uh, white points versus black points that you're trying to hit were so easy to see. I never felt like, you know, how we, we talked about over the course of season one, how some of these uh, often platformer type games where you're moving around kind of quickly, that binary system of those black and white LED section sort of lighting and unlighting causes a little bit of uh, blur and makes it difficult to see, especially on top of a background to boot. This was just like ridiculously clear, but still uh, like minimalist perfection in terms of its graphics, hooking gameplay, super fun, excellent score chaser. Nick F, I'm going to come for you one of these days. I love this game. Number one in my book. Great job. Yeah, you, you definitely talked it up a lot and kind of put it on the map for the whole Discord to pay more attention to. I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. I, I talked myself out of a high score there. <laughs> <laughs> Competition's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more fun to compete. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah. you, Pinball Dridge. <laughs> uh, would you all like to hear my number would one? would love to. I would also. Okay. Uh, crack open that grimoire and start summoning demons. My number one is Demon Quest 85. Um, I really enjoyed this game. I would say it's fun and an adventure. Um, it's, uh, I uh, spoke about this at length in the episode where we covered it, but uh, this particular setup for the adventure is really interesting to me and i find it um very entertaining to think about the consequences of finding a grimoire and then asking your friends to come over to help summon some demons i just think it's a fun setup for a Mm -hmm. game um and it was very entertaining and uh i played through it multiple times to see uh what the different outcomes could be and and just enjoyed every moment of it so demon quest 85 number one huzzah yeah super Nick's charming single game. boop game excellent not surprised i'm a uh, little surprised saturday edition wasn't uh, up there somewhere i had i had to bump it um you know there i i enjoyed my time with uh tapeworm disco puzzle and you know many of the other games on my list mm-hmm more in upon reflection but uh i am very much looking forward to the next point and click adventure game experience saturday edition my honorable mention but don uh what is your number one a number one play date day play date game for 2022 is generations by scenic route software it is another generations have you talked about this before yeah yeah it was his pick of the week. Where was I? Was this an episode uh, I was out for? Yeah, maybe maybe you weren't on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my God, Don, tell can, me all about this. We can spend the, the episodes you miss. We can spend the ones you're on, like filling you back in if you want. <laughs> we can record them and then you can listen to them later if you want to do that. Maybe I'll have, you know that maybe I'll have to do that one of these days. Until we'll then, tell me all about Generations. Gen- <laughs> That's a wild idea. Generations is, I think, initially, this is sort of a, a re boot or remaster of a ios or a mobile game that he had made where you had different hues that you were kind of mixing the colors uh to create different patterns or something but in generations he used uh family portraits so you would put like two babies next to each other they would make a little kid they would morph together to make a picture of a little kid then two little kids would morph together to make a adolescent and then two adolescents a teenager etc etc and then when you got to an elderly person that would create a generation and that becomes like a bonus multiplier sort of portrait and you have end tables and those end tables hold um like special abilities basically and all of the portraits are on the wall above a couch so you're staring at a living room the whole time and you can move stuff off the end table, the bonus stuff, the bonus special abilities to kind of into the grid to um, create combinations and puzzle, uh, you know, create a higher score and whatnot. And yeah, the more I thought about it, I was like generations is sort of a deeper puzzle experience than shift is. Uh, they're both so good. Um, but generations is the one where I just kept like, Oh, I gotta dig deeper, gotta dig deeper. And there's all these achievements, and I haven't gotten all the achievements yet. And the achievements really kind of hooked me. I'm like, oh, I should try this and try this. And trying to get one of the achievements I thought was easy taught me a new way to play the game. It was like getting the lowest score possible or something. And I was like, oh, well, if I'm playing as bad as possible, that taught me a new technique. And I was like, that's kind of a cool way to teach somebody how to play a game. Is yeah, play as poorly as possible and learn a new way to play. I thought that was really neat. Wow. And uh, and then he created uh, Lilybug, which was like took place in the backyard of the Generations house. <laughs> and I think his next game takes place in the front yard. His like Postman game. Generations cinematic. Game. Right. Yeah, he's got like a whole thing going on. <laughs> Anyway, Ryan, you got to check out Generations. Wow. I guess I need to listen to this podcast, too. Yeah, it's that called... sounds bonkers. <laughs> it's I, the I Hello love... Play Day podcast. It's on I iTunes. love the description of your game. Um, let me know the URL for that podcast after we're done okay. recording here. Right. Maybe I'll check it out. But <laughs> no, seriously, the Generations mm-hmm. sounds incredible. Uh, wow. And this is, I, I swear, this is new to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've never said this to me before. It only came out, I think, in October. And then I was gone oh, for several. That that's when sense. you and I were like not on the same episode for two yep. or three months. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That would make sense. That's when I was, you know, neck deep in book land and Kickstarter yeah. land. So, yeah. Okay. You know, I have to apologize to both of you for not filling you each Thank in you. on what the other said on alternate episodes. You're falling down on your liaison job, I, Nick. Come on. I should have done that. I'm the sorry. Anchor Nick That's what we pay you the big bucks for. Come on. It's true. I'll just boop myself out. Yes. Oh, that would be so glorious. Uh, okay. So a couple honorable mentions. We're, we're at an hour and we need to get through a couple of... Uh, lists that our listeners sent in so just i'm going to run through a couple honorable mentions here um, i already mentioned tape room disco pu- disco puzzle i want to mention brains by fun 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 it's a daily trivia game very good uh trapdoors by Northhide that ryan brought up addled by playdate steven another great puzzle game squish by paw prints on everybody's list it is a great another great puzzle game uh flipper lifter was also my honorable mentions and i did mention uh life's too short 
Um, I liked the twists and the unknown element of Island. That's the only reason why I swapped those two. And the games that just had too much crank. I love these games so much, but I just I can't stand cranking too much. I'm just not built for it. Where Spike Two and all of these strangest IO games. Like I just can't <laughs> deal with cranking too much, but they're such good games. So if you're okay with a lot of cranking, check out Spike Two and whatever Strangest IO makes. Waste Braver, I think, is a okay amount of cranking. So I'm looking forward to that one. But um, I know Ryan, you had an honorable mention. Yeah, I do have an honorable mention and I'll try to make a couple others real quick because uh, I know we're, you know, maxing out our hour here. But uh, I really super wanted to mention Queen of Minecart mm. uh, by Carrot. I think that is such a, uh, like on first glance, it seems very simple, but it's such an interesting challenge to navigate your carts around these different um, uh, di- uh, what are you diverters um, for the cars? Anyway, uh, I played that game way more than I expected to, and will continue playing it into the future. So that was my big honorable mention. But I also wanted to mention things like Reach the Ocean by Zanya Lasagna. I also put a ton of time into that, as well as Gate Crasher. Uh, I think Gate Crasher is a fine, fine game. One of my favorites, and the only reason it did not make my top ten list is because I think I made it to a point where it's not finished. Like it just Mm -hmm. sort of kept doing the same thing, but uh, that's only because I played it so darn much to get there. Um, So yeah. And uh, rocket bites by possibly Axolotl. Uh, I really loved making my own levels with that game. It was the first, make your own level playdate game that I experienced. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, just like Don said, uh, he went through at least 40 games. I felt the same way. There was just, and I'm not even listing all of them here. There's way more that I could go over, but I don't want to keep repeating names. So anyway, those are some honorable mentions for me. It feels so strange to make these lists because something is always left out. And, uh, I don't know. I don't want to leave things out. (laughs) I want to tell you about everything. But anyway, there's some honorable mentions for me. Nick, boop us into your honorable mentions, if you would. Uh, Saturday edition. Okay. That's my honorable (laughs) mention. Uh, There's a ton of games. I wish I could mention them all. I'm not uh, going to do that because uh, partially I haven't had time to make a list of of everything that didn't quite make the list. But Saturday edition, I waffled on uh, a lot. And as Don mentioned, he was surprised it didn't make my top 10 and it was just barely, but, um, fantastic sound design, maybe my favorite sound design on the play date, uh, great point and click, uh, uh, premise and, um, proof of concept for the play date. So I'm looking forward to, um, all the new Sierra style <laughs> point and click adventure games that come out on the system or LucasArts uh, or Telltale. <laughs> really, uh, any kind of point and click adventure game or narrative adventure game I'm I'm here for. So uh, bring them on. Very good. Should we, do you want to take turns to re- reading the uh, reader submissions? Yeah, let's do that. We asked let's our readers that. to submit their top tens for the list and we got a few here. So uh, we'll start with Nick F who was on interview number two we posted on August 3rd, 2022. If you want to listen back to that, he goes over pro tips with Ryan, but uh, his top 10 in no particular order 
are Lost Your Marbles, Hyper Meteor, Spell Corked, Whitewater Wipeout, Pickpack Pup, Tapeworm Disco Puzzle, Bloom, Sketch Share Solve, Squish, and Legend of E. Todd. Nick, you want to read the next one? Nice. Uh, this one's from Michael slash Pizza Dev. Uh, and he gave some context. I only received my playdate a month ago, so I only got to week four of the season games, which is the reason for those games being underrepresented in this list. For the same reasons, there's probably also a lot of recency bias here. Uh, that being said, here's my list. Number five, Stars of the Screen. Number four, Casual Birder. Number three, A Balanced Brew. Number two, Pick Pack Pup. And number one, The Crank Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wants to give a shout out to Zania Lasagna, Ron Lent, Gabe Soir, and Zhong uh, Bu for creating absolutely awesome pulp games, which made my year. And up next, we've got possibly Axolotl, who had an out of the box suggestion with his own Rocket Bites game, which he thought was pretty good. <laughs> uh, take the next one there, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Reverse order. Um, They're in reverse order from best to worst. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, not worst. But... All right. Let, let's get Don out of this jam with Nino's top 10 list, starting with <laughs> Omaze, followed by Zipper, Casual Birder, Saturday Edition, Pulse, Questy Chest, Crankin', Time Travel Adventure, Bloom, Balance Brew, and I'm guessing this is supposed to be. Uh, wait, no. Omaze? Just maze. No? no, just Maze. Just Maze? Maze, maze is very good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about this, Don. It's you use the motion thing in your uh, play date to like roll the ball through the maze. Oh, is that like a labyrinth type game? Yeah, it oh, is okay, very cool. good. The only knock I have on it is the ball kind of catches when it hits a wall for just a split second. Mm, interesting. It, it, it throws it off just a hair, but uh, very good otherwise. Nice. Uh, Wallmaster, also known as Low Tech Gaming, uh, his picks, no order, are Pick Pack Pup, A Balanced Brew, Kranken's Time Travel Adventure, France Horn. Omaze, Rocket Bites, Island, Squish, Down the Oublet, and Legend of E. Todd. Uh, Nick, y- nice. you can handle the Ledbetter article here. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the smallest in size <laughs> yeah. here. All right. Ledbetter Games, top 10, 2022. Number one, Shift. Number two, Castle Helios. Number three, Island. Number four, Smolitaire. Number five, Platris. Now block date on GitHub. I didn't realize that had undergone a revision mm-hmm. thanks for that uh, number six pick pack pup uh the only season game finished uh number seven uh i think that says dvm yes. daedalus versus minotaur uh number eight salt in an open wound number nine a joke that's worth 99 cents <laughs> number 10 zipper uh he has several honorable mentions omaze star sled sketch share solves gate crasher slitherling pd tavern tapper Escape Beyond, Don, wake me up when Reach this is the done. Ocean, uh, Brains, <laughs> Legend of Etod, Loopsy, Four Corners, Fair Solitaire, Long Came Spider, Penrose, Baseball, oh, Rat, and Bad Venture, Lilybug, Stars of the Screen, Life's Too Short, and Cranky Bird. Uh, the top two Ledbetter games are Art 7 and Arduin. Honorable mention, Banana Grip. And no games he's bumped he didn't put more time into. Ratcheteer, Saturday's Edition, Crankin's Time Travel Adventure. Uh, possessions. Possessions. Yes. Daily Driver, top three snake likes, SN, KR, Hiss, and Snoik. I'm, I'm looking at these, and uh, none of my favorites are there. <laughs> listen, listen, Ryan. This, listen, not everybody has to think the same. All right, uh, top concepts 
uh, Redacted, Unfinished Interesting Platformer, Roly Poly Rumble, Unfinished Adventure Platformer, Mobware Minigames, Unfinished Micro Game Collection coming soon, Queen of Cards, Crash Mole, I Adore This Concept, Playerama, Video Player, Play Note Studio, Illumination, Crankable, Graphic Novel, Reload to Remember, Rail Shooter, Interrupting Goat, like arguing on the internet. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Uh, Llama Logger, Playdate Input Logging Tool. Very nice, okay. Nick. Thank you. I am impressed with the speed with which I was able to read those since I can barely see them. I am impressed with <laughs> Ledbetter's thoroughness. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. It's going to make my job right. real easy because now we're at Fat Nose Games. George Banks' is top 10 is it looks like these are in order i'll try to read them in reverse number 10 sasquatchers nine star sled eight omaze seven art seven appropriately <laughs> number six island number five brace brawl brat brad ventures number four bubbo collect number three generations number two crankens time travel adventure and number uno with a single booper is casual birder what's that number three haven't heard of that one and uh, from Mouflon Cloud, in no particular order, <laughs> Casual Birder, Slitherlink PD, Bloom, Squish, Pick Pack Pup, Omaze, Art 7, Super Corporate Tax Evader, <gasps> nice. oh, appearance, and Kranken's Time Travel Adventure. Oh, and uh, Whitewater Wipeout. Okay, I have two to add to my uh, honorable mention <laughs> list that I might have forgotten about yeah. uh sasquatchers and super corporate tax evader okay thank you very good so many good games it's impossible to list them so all many. in an hour and 15 minutes speaking of an hour and 15 minutes thank you gentlemen what are, thank you devs too and thank you listeners for joining us yeah. on our inaugural year the inaugural year of the play date such an amazing year seriously so many amazing oh my gosh games. yeah where it's a wealth so many of riches great community events mm-hmm. two game jams uh, within the first year and the Playdate Awards, uh, so many different live streams, fun and exciting uh, game releases and um, release events. Uh, just really very impressive how supportive the entire uh, independent development scene has been as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep it up, everybody. Zero keep- drama, too. Love it. Should we start some? Yeah, yeah that shirt sucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant among oh, ourselves. Uh, but, yes. Um, this okay. is Ryan's last episode. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Better get all my boops in now. Boopity boop boop bye. Boopity boop boop boop. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, check us out, playdatepodcast.com. And uh, join us in the Discord. You're always free to join us there. There will be more links to different social events, uh, links and whatnot, in the uh, show notes here. And, uh, yeah. See you soon. Okay, so, Nick. Should we talk real quick? Let's mention our favorite games of 2022 that are not on the play date. All right, number 10. Go. Uh, Number 10, the Blackwell series. Okay. There's actually five games. It's a point-and-click adventure series. Right. Ryan, are you contributing or just hanging out? Uh, yeah. Oh. Do they have to be games that came out this year or just games that I no. played? Games you uh, played. Are they listed Fantastic. 1 through 10? No. Oh. <laughs> they will now come off the top of my head. <laughs> All right. Number number Sounds 10, amazing. Vampire Survivors. Ryan, yeah. you're number 10 off the top of your head. Um, 
uh, I'm playing the Mega Man series right now. I played Mega <laughs> Man. I played Mega Man Five on Game Boy, and it is the most mm-hmm. bonkers experience of a Mega Man game I have Mega ever Man had. In space. Yes, Mars Man, Venus Man, who knows what else, man? But they're all sort of celestial body mans. Anyway, that was a ton of fun, and then I sold it because it is too expensive to be in my hands. So that was that was fun. Nick, number nine. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. This mm. uh, game is uh, part of the Shin Megami Tensei series. It's actually the fourth one, if you can believe that. Uh, but That's it is very... It's got a very unique story with a lot of interesting twists. And uh, the combat system is very flawed. And it is not my favorite for that reason. But the story brings it up. So if you have interest in the Shin Megami Tensei-verse, this is an interesting one. It's on the 3DS. Uh, My number nine is Life is Strange, Two Colors. No, I have not played the other games in the series. Ryan, you're number nine. Uh, Let's see, number nine. I got a Meta Quest 2 for Christmas, and I've been playing a few games on there. Uh, Played some Tetris Connected. Um, really interesting experience playing in VR Tetris. I love me some Tetris and I love competitive Tetris. I haven't got to the point where I've connected and got online and started, you know, trying to beat people at Tetris, but I'm very much looking forward to it. There's my number nine. Nice. Is that the same, uh, one that we played on the PS4? It's all connected. That one. Are are you talking to Uh, me? I don't know. But Don. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Okay. Tetris Connect. I was going to say, I don't know if I've touched a PS4. (laughs) Well, they they ported it around. Anyway, uh, okay. My number eight is Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Uh, This is also in the Shin Megami Tensei verse. In fact, like 99% of the remaining top 10 games are. uh, Most of this year was spent attacking a backlog, and almost all of my gaming was front-loaded at the beginning of the year because I've been working uh, to release the pinball game that I've been working on for so long. Where but, can people find uh, that, by the way? <laughs> it's funny you We're ask. Uh, quick, guys, too much commentary. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Persona 2 Innocent Sin is uh, a nice evolution to Persona 1, and it is not quite as polished as Persona 3, but it is uh, worth playing. Okay. Uh, I accidentally had a play date game at number five, so I just slotted in Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> into number eight. Uh, I've been playing that a lot uh, recently. Um, on multiplayer stuff so uh shooting yeah shooting stuff gotcha mostly just doing challenges and um filling up cars at gas stations then stealing bandages and leaving in a helicopter (laughs) nice uh ryan another game off the top of your head Back to the original Game Boy for me uh, with Roland's Curse 2. This is an RPG game, uh, overhead RPG game, and uh, just such weird mechanics for this game. Like, you do not level up your character by fighting and grinding. You level up your character by wandering around the landscape and then happening across a treasure chest that has a picture of yourself inside, and then you're leveled up. Um Anyway, it was crazy. (laughs) So this, along with Mega Man 5, was sold to me by a good friend of mine, uh, along with a bunch of other games. And those two that I just mentioned are like stupid 
stupid, rare, and expensive. So I uh, made a deal with them to sell them afterward and yabbity yabbity. But I am so happy that I got to have that experience on the original Game Boy and the original cartridge before moving along to somebody with much deeper pockets than I have. So uh, that was my number, whatever we're on. Number eight. Number seven, Nick. Okay, uh, this is a Wii U game, but it's Pushmo World. This is my first uh, year experiencing the Pushmo series, and I finally played Pushmo World, and it's really, really fun. Uh, it is long, but not too long. doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, the puzzles are fun and interesting, and they're a lot more fun on the Wii U than they were on the 3DS, in my opinion. Okay, Don. Number My number seven. seven is God of Protectors. I'll put the 3DS version, but the Switch version came out this year, and it's also very, very good. Go buy it right now. God of Protectors. Cart of Darkness is the Switch version. Okay. All right, moving up past the Game Boy to the Game Boy Color, we have Dragon Quest 1. No, Dragon Warrior 1. Uh, it's a 1 and 2 combined cart, and thanks to Nick for replacing the battery for me before I had the gumption to do it myself. Um, I super loved going through this game. It was one of my favorites in my childhood and boy, howdy did it ever hold up for a replay some 30 some odd years later. So Nick, thank you for replacing that battery for me. Uh, loved the experience. Nicholas. Okay. Uh, so what about, what about Don? Did we talk about Don? Yeah. Uh, we already did. God of so. Protectors is my number seven. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was so fast. I missed it. Um, Ryan said to be fast. Ryan's on my ass. I gotta go. <laughs> I am. Number six, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. So this is the sequel to Shin Megami Tensei 4. I like the story of this one even better than Shin Megami Tensei 4. Um, it, it also fixes one of the problems that I had with the combat system in 4. Um, it is not perfect, which is why it's number six, but it's it's up there. All right. Uh, Don. My number six is Chained Echoes. It could end up being my number one of this year because I did not finish it yet. Ooh. I just barely started playing it like two weeks ago. It's a fantastic, amazing game. It's going to go down as one of the best RPGs of this generation. Chained Echoes. Uh, everyone play, play Chained Echoes. It's very good. E, including Ryan. Ryan, go play it. I already told Nick to play it. It's it's like a Final Fantasy old S Down, downloaded SNES game. Played. Okay, you downloaded it. Good. Hey, now you're speaking my language. Okay, yes. speaking of my language, how about uh, Mega Man 2 on the Game Boy for my number six? Nicholas, your turn. Really? Uh, number five, Shin Megami Tensei 2. Uh, this is a Super Famicom game. Uh, I started playing Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2. Recently, Shin Megami Tensei 1 uh, is incredible, and I love it. Uh, it is so difficult and just brutally unforgiving and weird, but the soundtrack is so rocking, uh, so great. Every aspect of the soundtrack and the story is really interesting and weird. Uh, and Shin Megami Tensei 2 is a uh, like many years sequel to Shin Megami Tensei 1. Uh, it is not as rocking. It is not as cool. <laughs> the story is not as good. Uh, and it's even more difficult, which is hard to believe, but it's true. Um, so if that sounds appealing at all, check out Shin Megami Tensei 2. Uh, but uh, if it's not, definitely check out Shin Megami Tensei 1. Okay. All right. Don. Uh, my number five is Neon White. Ryan. Do you have another sequel? Period. Game Boy okay. sequel. Another Game Boy sequel to speak of. Um, let's see what I can come up with here. Keep up the sequel I've train. Been... So far, you only have one not sequel. 
I've, <laughs> I've been playing some uh, multiplayer games with my son on the Switch, which is fun. So I'm going to toss... He's your sequel, so anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll throw in Mario Kart 8. That's a sequel and <laughs> that's, that's some it. change. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, that's a lot of carton. Number next. Uh, number Number four... Number four for me is Delta Rune Chapter Two. Um, oh, this is Delta Rune is the sequel ish to Undertale, and Chapter One was fairly brief. Chapter Two is much longer. Um, got a great soundtrack and very interesting. So I'm curious to see where Chapter Three goes. Don. Uh, my number four. I never thought I would ever say this in a million years, but a Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, is in my top ten. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. that good though. Nice. It's actually legitimately very good. Kirby and the Forgotten it's, Land for the Switch. Oh, I so agree, Don. It's wow, so I've been watching over the shoulder of my son as he as he plays this, and it's so inventive and quirky. And wow, I, I was amazing. so amazed by the game. Yeah, I've been I, begging I firmly, my son to play it. it if I could, if I could get my son to let me play it, it would probably be in my top 10 too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but until then, I'm going to hop back over to the quest where I have been uh, beating those sabers like a champ mm. as I get nice. into the beat sabering for my very first time. Um, it started out where I wasn't super comfortable with it and it felt like I was just sort of flailing my arms a bit and not really getting any sort of a workout because of it. But once I got comfortable with some songs, boy, howdy, I'm having to wipe that quest down when I'm done with it because it is a workout. Very, very fun, super pumping jams. I haven't even downloaded any, uh, what do you call it? Additional content for it yet. And man, mm -hmm. so much fun. Uh, that's my number, whatever we're on. Four. Yes. Beat Saber's fantastic. All right, number three for me. Uh, King's Quest. Oh. So this is the King's Quest revival oh, event, okay. uh, from like 2016 or whenever, yeah. uh, when Activision was like, oh yeah, we're going to release all the classic Sierra games that you know and love with new editions, uh, episodic. It's going to be great. They did, uh, I think, three episodes of King's Quest and then pulled the plug. But they did finish the episodic game. So there's five games and then an epilogue. Um, it starts off uh, funny and different uh, from the King's Quest that you remember. But if you continue to play, uh, it gets more and more King's Quest-y. And it is well worth a play, especially if you played and enjoyed those original King's Quest games, in my opinion. Wow. What um, in the, where do you play this? I played it on... Uh, PlayStation 4, I believe, but uh, it's on any kind of modern thing except for the Switch or the MetaQuest. So, <laughs> what about the Game Boy or the Playdate? It's not on the Game Boy <laughs> uh, or the Playdate. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's wonderful. You'll have to come over here, uh, Ryan. Start driving. I'll get it set up by the time you're here. Okay, you can uh, check. I'll it see out. you in a couple days. Okay, <laughs> Don. Sounds good. Uh, my number three, number three, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I got sucked in and it didn't let me go. Um, I like I like raising the cult. I love roguelikes and the roguelike part is fine. But the cult raising part and feeding people poop and whatnot, that is the gold uh, cult of the lamp. Fantastic game. 
Okay. I'm still flabbergasted by Don's number three choice, so I'm going to pass until we get to number two. Nick. All right. Number two, uh, everybody's been waiting for the return of Shin Megami Tensei to my list. And here it is. Shin Megami Tensei Soul Hackers. This is a 3DS game, not to be confused with Soul Hackers 2, which is it shares almost no DNA with Soul Hackers 1. But Soul Hackers 1 was a, a Sega Saturn game. It was ported and brought over to North America on the 3DS. And it is wild. It is so fun. Um, the original Shin Megami Tensei uh, uh kind of idea is that you're <laughs> you receive an email uh that contains a virus that allows you to summon demons <laughs> and shin megami tensei soul hackers takes that to an even more absurd extreme it involves like early vr um uh <laughs> processor manufacturer there's so many layers of weird <laughs> stuff that they threw in on top of that original premise the game is super straightforward. Uh, if you're looking for an entry level <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei game, this is it. Uh, there's no demon leveling. Like there's all these systems that you just don't have to worry about with the original Soul Hackers. It's fun. It's straightforward. I played it while I was on a work conference, um, and you know, beat it in a in a couple of days with their airplane travel. So um, uh, worth worth a look. Shin Megami Tensei Soul Hackers. That was number that sounds like a two. That sounds like a game that that was number two for me. That sounds like a game that would not interest me, but I love more than anything Nick's energy level <laughs> increase whenever he talks about anything Shin Megami Tensei, and you can just feel the love in his voice. <laughs> just brings a smile to my face. Oh my god, fantastic! It's, it's the most mathy RPG <laughs> series. It's so fun. <laughs> Um, and demons who doesn't love demons okay <clears throat> Don, Donathan. number two number two is Marvel Snap and I don't want to hear anybody say you can't have mobile games on there Marvel Snap fantastic game uh, I hate card games but I love Marvel Snap it's very good I don't think any of us I'm say just that saying time. the listeners everybody's like oh you can't have mobile games aren't real games just shut up they're real games we, we can't hear them right now Tom I hear Plus, them we have, in my head at all times. We we have we have cool <laughs> listeners though. We they have don't cool say things like that. They don't say that. That is true. Marvel are, are Snap, we, so good. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Um, my number two is going to be Walkabout Golf for the Quest. Oh, I played yes. this uh, uh, alone for about four or five holes, and my mind exploded. And then I played it online with a friend, and my mind exploded a second time. It's <laughs> bonkers nicholas p baldridge you need to get one of these things so the three of us can get together and golf our brains out in a dungeon i know you like demons there's a demon course let's go do it i love the haunted mansion level that's my favorite at nighttime that's my favorite one man so amazing it was in my top 10 like last year the year before nick's heard me talk about it a lot i'm glad you're playing it ryan oh yeah yeah we got to get together done yes all right, Nick. Nice. What's your single boot right, game you, for this year, Nick? You Which ready? Tensei is it? Okay. Right. You'll never <laughs> guess. It's so intense. It's, it is Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. Okay. <laughs> this is a 3DS game. Um, and it is the longest and most difficult Podcast. Shin Megami Tensei ever. But it is so 
cool. There are so many different uh, things. The the premise is that uh, demons are exploding out of Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> Again? For some reason. Again. And you are part of a team of like military scientists and you have to fly into Kurt the Russell. Antarctic. In this hole in the Antarctic. Uh, the the hole above the, uh, the ozone layer hole is what you're flying into. And uh, you're, you find yourself in a demon world, a demon infested world. And you have to figure out the mystery of this world, get yourself out of there and hopefully save all of humanity. And it uh, takes like 400 hours <laughs> worth of twists and turns. Um, it is extremely difficult. The combat system is so, so satisfying. It is probably my favorite of all the Shin Megami Tensei combat systems. And um, if you have a 3DS, uh, please buy it and play it uh, because it's great. And it is so lengthy, you will never need another game <laughs> as long as you live. And, and um, until you guys go purchase that 3DS, just bask for a moment in the sheer joy of Nick and Shin Megami Tensei for one moment before we move on. Yes. A moment of silent Blowing. joy. <laughs> Maybe we do need to start recording video, Don. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Don. Nick, you, you know one. my number one. Can you guess it? You know it. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> no, no, no. Persona 5. No, no, no. Royal. Come on, Nick. Everybody's number one this year. It's the same as mine. Drained Pinball. <laughs> you can find that at drainedpinball.com. Available for orders now. Uh, what is that? Elden Don? Ring. Is it Elden it's Ring? It's Elden Ring. Oh. Yeah, of course it's Elden Ring. Uh, no okay. game has had the sheer level of that feeling of exploration and adventure as Elden Ring. I know Nick doesn't like anything, but Elden Ring, man, I, <laughs> I don't I don't even like that kind of game, but I just always felt like I was the only person on earth discovering this or that. And so good. I that's one of those fascinating games that's very polarizing and i'm just so interested in in what uh attracts people to it um so it was for you it was the feeling of exploration yeah you just i was constantly felt like i was finding something amazing and new every time i did anything i was like i'm the only person that fell off this ledge and discovered this gigantic area that you're not supposed to fall off this ledge and discover and this crazy creature that no one's ever seen before and i'm the only person that's found it and this is amazing and I got to tell everybody about this. I got to take screenshots and it's that, but for like a hundred hours in a row, I don't know how they did it, but nice. yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that it gave you that feeling. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Would okay. you compare um, that to like breath of the wild or is it just way beyond that? Very, wow. Huh? I mean, the exploration of breath in the wild is, is fun, but you're not like seeing new cool stuff all the time. Hmm. Breath of the Wild is definitely more accessible, but it's just not cool stuff all the time. You don't go like, "Wow, look at this thing! Look at this! I gotta call the I gotta call somebody into the room to look at this crazy giant dragon covered in bandages that's in the bottom <laughs> of a well." And- <laughs> wow, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, which Game Boy games number one, Ryan? 
Okay, um, so this one is designed by a guy named Shigeru Miyamoto, who's done a couple of little indie titles called Legend of Zelda and Donkey Kong and Super Mario Brothers and Star Fox. Um, he made a... He didn't He didn't do Star Fox. Uh, Point of clarity. According to the most reliable source on the internet, Wikipedia, he did. However... Um, <laughs> He did do the game that I am about to talk about, which is a sleeper title. And I have heard murmurs that this game was a good game, but it's a little bit rare and a little hard to find. I finally got my hands on a copy. It's called Mole Mania. And I have to disagree with the murmurs that it's pretty good. It is effing bonkers it is so amazing it's this cute little puzzle game and you are a mole it's mole mania and because you are a mole this puzzle game does not just function on one level because you are a mole you can dig down into the earth and then there's a secondary level underneath the puzzling layer that you're working on and in order to complete these various level puzzles uh, you have to be able to navigate below and above. And it's this really interesting um, like spatial relationship, multi-layered puzzling system. Uh, it's so satisfying. It's so fun. Uh, one of those that you can pick up and do a level or two or 20, however much much time you have, and then you can save it and move on again whenever you're ready. There's different sorts of achievements you can uh, uh, find throughout the levels. The various game mechanics of, uh, come into play in many different ways in terms of like how burrowing beneath the earth can allow you to find more things or avoid things above or defeat bosses in different ways. It's Oh my gosh, it's such a tour de force, perfectly executed game. It's on the original Game Boy. Uh, I've been playing the heck out of it, and I am over the moon about Mole Mania. How do we not get Mole Mania 2 on a DS system? That's a real We got two screens. Give us a. Uh, (laughs) Like, how did that not happen? They couldn't think of a way to acronymize. DS. Uh, Mole Mania DS. Dig swiftly. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digging Strike was already used with Dig. There you go. Yeah, Mole Mania is awesome. Oh my. Have you played it before, Don? Didn't I sell you mine? Uh, did you sell it to me? Maybe. It could I sold the two of you most of my Game Boy games this year. So one of the one of the two of you owns it from my coffee. Okay, maybe that my my mushy memory couldn't remember. I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, did I get that from that junky little game store that I have locally? Or yeah, maybe I, like I can't I can't maybe imagine Nick they would Bob have had I don't know a banger like that. So I'm I don't I know. Unfortunately, don't have a copy, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, I'm probably well, right. Ryan. Ryan, if, if you had it, then you. it must be mine now. It's amazing. Thank you, Don. If that was you who sold it to me. I'm- <laughs> I am a horrible person. No, but I no, sure no. am I, enjoying that game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Maybe now you're making me doubt, but I I have very few Game Boy games left, and I I know I sold mine this year. We we have or records. We'll have to look back on those. <laughs> <laughs> Check our tweets. I still I forgot to sh- to send uh, Nick one of his games. His Pokemon Pinball is still sitting here, so ah. I keep meaning to ship it to him. Sorry, Nick. It'll be it's. 
it's there waiting for a time when I can. (sighs) One day. Yes. All right. Well, I think uh, we did it, guys. All the top 10 lists, our yes. top 10 lists, listeners' top 10 lists, non-Playdate top 10 lists. Is there any other top 10 lists we can do this episode? What? Top 10 Ryan's let's books. Not, let's go. Let's top 10 okay. uh, Top ten boops. Uh, some let's not, let's very really dedicated not. listener. No. Smash the stop button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Talk to you later. I hope to see you next episode. Perhaps. Right.